Greetings and welcome to an episode of Pops Collection. I'm Ron Tweedy. Joining me is Pops, and today we're going to be talking about the second episode, Moon Knight Summoning the Suit. Welcome, everybody. Yes, this is unprecedented for us to uh, actually follow a series as it's going. Yeah. Um, this is not going to be a long series anyway, so... Um, I thought it would be interesting to try and do this because it, I don't know, the first episode was a uh, little hard to follow. Uh, you had to really watch it closely and uh, I didn't get a whole lot of excitement out of it, that yep. first episode. So um, to me, like the best part of the episode i know they had to do character development and what have you but to me the best part was when we finally got to see moon knight uh fighting the uh, jackal in the men's bathroom right you know yeah and that was really the and that's kind of how the episode ended so mm -hmm. uh which was the goldfish problem yep which but anyway summoning the suit this episode uh your your impressions did you think it was any more uh revealing than the first episode yeah i think so i mean you get a little bit more information about mark specter uh we're introduced to a new character uh on screen layla who is apparently mark specter's wife and uh steven who we're we're following his uh viewpoint throughout the vast majority of the of the show so far. Um, he really is kind of caught off guard, the fact that, you know, he's got another identity that has a wife and a completely different thing, and who's also apparently the avatar of the Egyptian god Khonshu, so. Yes, yes, and that's a kind of a, an interesting, uh, in this episode, we, I think uh, that Stephen, mm -hmm. with a V, learns more about this character it kind of starts off where we left off in the last episode well yeah uh, with the fact that uh what i thought was interesting is he goes to the security guard and he says man i'm going to really blow your mind uh when you see this and the only one that you get to see on the uh security tapes is steven yeah you know, and due to that fact, he gets canned, you know? Right. So uh, it kind of was interesting that, the, you know, the way everything started. Yeah. Uh, and again, like you say, we're seeing most of this through Stephen's uh, perspective. And we're not, he's not really wants more he finds out about Mark and uh, Kanchu and all this other stuff, he's not really, he didn't want to have anything to do with it. Right. And then he realizes that uh, she's, uh, we, when he meets Layla for the first time and finds out that it's Mark's wife and she's bringing papers for him to sign about a divorce and he's <laughs> not going to, divorce you mark shouldn't divorce you you know right it's like uh he doesn't know the whole story so yeah, yeah. 
it's kind of interesting how then all of a sudden we get these little tidbits um that the reason that he wants to is because uh Kanchu mm -hmm. has threatened to make Layla the new avatar right right that that's the other thing we should I guess say is that this you know I guess the the Moon Knight persona is supposed to be the avatar of Kanchu and you know Con and it's funny because Kanshu is juxtaposed against Amit, who is the god that Ethan Hawke's character, Harrow, is following. And I guess is the avatar for Her for Amit as well. I don't, I'm not really sure how that part works. But apparently, according to Harrow, he was an avatar for Kanshu as well in the past. So, yes. You know, it, to me, uh, you know, you have the Amit's system of justice, which, you know, I think is a very Egyptian way of thinking about. Um, religion, whereas uh, do your good acts outweigh your bad acts, and there's a scales, and you know, depending if your good acts outweigh your bad acts, uh, you know, you either go into the afterlife or you go to damnation or obliteration. I don't, I don't know exactly too much about the uh, what the afterlife looks like in, in Egypt, uh, Egyptian religion, but the idea, particularly from Ahmet's side, is that it takes the totality of one's life. And then does the the weight even on acts that haven't yet been done, and so uh, that that ends up bringing up some interesting thoughts about you know, um, you know fate or free will or anything like that. You know the fact is that Amit clearly has a viewpoint that everything is set in stone, and that depending on what will what will happen in the future as dictated. Uh, by fate or whatever, um, you know, you can judge the person's guilt or innocence there and carry out justice before it even happens. So. Yes, I thought that was uh, an interesting comparison to Kanchu, yeah. uh, which is uh, he's, you know, going for justice, you know, and instead of seeking justice like Kanchu, yeah. Amit or yeah. Amit yeah. wants to just alleviate that. She's going to do that. And uh, Stephen brought up this point about really you're going to murder children for something that they might do, you know, 40 years from now or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, and, and how do you know they couldn't change? You know, I, it did bring up some interesting, uh, uh, you know, part of the story. And I thought it was also interesting that uh, Harrow mm -hmm. had uh, quite a lot of followers. Right. You know, and they were willing, as we saw in the first episode, the old lady, yeah. when uh, he was doing justice on her and she didn't cut it. Right. And, you know, she just uh, um, died right there. Right. And uh, I don't think that Harrow's an avatar for Amit, okay. but he, uh, like he said, he was a avatar for Kanchu. But right. I think that he just wants to, he wants the scarab, which we uh, learn more about. Yeah. That that's like a compass that could lead them to Amit's grave, so they can right. resurrect Amit. Right. So I don't. 
think he's an avatar for her, but maybe, I guess. Yeah, well, and the other thing is that, you know, uh, the being the avatar of Khonshu is not something, it seems like it's not something that somebody willingly does or... It's not like a good thing, you know. Mark does not want to be the avatar. Like he's supposed to just do one more job for Kanshu and then that's it. But he also the reason why he's divorcing his wife or wants to is because he doesn't want to get her involved in any of this. He wants to protect her. So, you know, that's another thing that that's on the so on the quote unquote good guy might not necessarily have the best interests of his avatars at heart, right? Right, right, and. Um... I think there was a little line in there where he said that uh, uh, this is supposed to be the last thing, but there's always, or was it Harrow that said that there's always a little something else that needs to be done. Yeah. And uh, it doesn't, they're not really putting a good uh, framing, a good picture of Kanchu in this, in this episode at all. Well, it's not, it's not black and white. I think there's, there's, shades of gray with with both deities i mean obviously i think you know they they definitely frame Amit as definitely the more uh dangerous of the two like the, you know like they literally right, call right. out child murder so it's like okay we yes. get it they're the bad guys but kanji's right. not 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 necessarily a good guy you know no and it's almost as if the avatar for kanji yeah. is a slave correct yeah, that, that that that's probably a good app. That's a good. That's a good, um, you know. Um, sure. Description. Yes. Um, so we can Most of this episode deals with uh, uh, Stephen learning. Uh, I guess after getting candy. Yeah. Uh, has the. I got the key card to go to the storage facility. Right. And he sees the inside the storage facility, all of uh, Mark's stuff, yep, and uh, money and a gun and passports, all kinds of things, you know. Mm-hmm. And he finds the scarab, right? And so then, I does Layla meet him there at the, uh, or does she meet him at his flat? I can't remember. She meets him. I think outside. No, no, she meets him at I think at the storage facility. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yes, and then go, they go to his flat, and right, that's uh, right. yeah, that's right. And then the police come to get him. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Although the police are in Harrow's pocket. Right, right. They they have no intention of you know tr- uh, arresting him and bringing him to the station or anything like that. They they they're specifically you know, uh, doing what the cult member, the cult leaders, uh, a bit, you know, bidding or whatever you want to call it. Thank you. And it's kind of interesting. I thought where, uh, Harold was attempting to, uh, lure Steven showing him all these good things that he was doing, Yep. you know, and then we've, uh, you know, then he starts talking about Amit or Amit and, uh, (laughs) All of a sudden, Stephen's like, "Really? Uh, that just don't seem right either." Yeah, you know. Yeah, you know, Kanchu, no, but Amit, no, yeah. not either. You know, so uh, and so, I just don't know. Like you say, he could. I guess he could be an avatar. 
from it, but you know, because how does he conjure up these jackals? Right, and then his uh, tattoo does the weird scale thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. There's something going on there. Yeah, yeah, but and I'm sure that maybe we'll be discussing that in a further episode. But sure, sure. Uh, I thought the best part about uh, Layla telling him to summon the suit when she shows up. Yeah. You know, and uh, he really, uh, it's the first time that we get to not see Moon Knight, which we saw in the first episode, but we saw Mr. Knight. God bless you. (laughs) I muted myself and hopes that you wouldn't say that, but yeah. Uh, Okay. Well, you know, hey. Uh, so yeah, you're right. Uh, they, um, yeah. So we get to see the a different. So summoning the suit, this is something actually that Stephen does have the power to do, and like you said, he he envisions a uh, a different kind of suit than the uh, traditional suit of armor that is uh, used by the uh, the fist of Kanchu normally. So right. So and and we see that he's got this nice white suit, but yeah. he's still got the mask. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And his eyes are, are like lit up. Yeah. And he has some strength. So and we see a part where he's actually fighting. Yeah. Uh which is something different for him because we've so far yeah. he's been portrayed as this uh weakling character, basically, you know? Sure. And so uh we see him in a different perspective, but still even with all that he has, he's not really capable of defeating the Jackal. So he has to give up that uh, himself to let Mark take over. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, I guess that previously Mark didn't have the ability to continue on in the um, body of Stephen, but uh, at the end of this episode, it looks as though he's able to do that. Right. Our, our perspective as the viewers of the story uh, up until that point have been completely uh, through the perspective of Stephen. And like, you know, so whenever Mark would take over, uh, we would actually cut to the next time Stephen was conscious. Like we saw it in the last episode where, you know, he's in that car chase and we're, we're, we're actually not we don't get to see what happens in between we just kind of see he goes he kind of spaces out and then we wake up he's driving backwards the windshield's blown out we don't know what happened so exactly the story has shifted to perspectives to now what we're seeing now is steven's uh our specter mark specter's uh perspective character and steven is the one in the mirror or reflection exactly so now you know that's that's at the very end of this part of the of the episode so uh, my guess is for next episode we'll see uh, Mark's perspective uh, throughout the entire or most of the episode for the next uh, next week. Yeah, well, we'll find out and uh, we'll talk about it when it happens. But uh, what I thought was pretty interesting uh, was that uh, now that Stephen is in the reflection, he don't like it all that much. No. You know, he thinks that uh, it's, you know, he's like wanting to get out, but yeah. Mark's not ready to let him out. Right. And uh, Kanchu actually threatens 
to take Layla for the Avatar right. if he fails to stop Harold. Uh, and then the next thing we note is that Mark is in Egypt. Right. And so um, do you think that Conchu uh, has the power to transport him there or, you know, you know, some kind of a portal or something. What do you think? Or you don't I, know? Or I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. Right. But, well, but, but then again, we don't know how he ended up in the in Switzerland in the first episode. So maybe maybe it, it is something. But that on the other hand, uh, you know, Stephen lost two days because of that incident. So it makes me think that there's not some magic teleportation thing. It's a it's a normal travel, whether it's flying, but still at the speed of, you know, right. And being that he's in London, it probably wouldn't take that long to get to Switzerland. Right. by plane i would think right right you know so uh but for some reason he's just he blacks out and loses the time but yeah, yeah. uh yeah so what do you think about it was it uh is it still yeah for you yeah it is um but i don't know we'll see like i i think one thing that is missing so far, and it's only two episodes in, so I'm definitely going to reserve judgment, but there's no real connection to other uh, Marvel character stories, you know? Right. With, with all the right. other ones, we've had some connection somewhere. And so I'm just wondering how they would connect Mark Spector, because, you know, there's not a whole lot of stuff going on in Egypt that other heroes are involved in so i don't know who it could right be. and i don't ever recall moon knight being a uh you know in the the avengers or in another fighting combo group that i can remember hmm I i'm sure there was something i you know we talked a little bit about the origins of the character being based in as a part of a werewolf book so Right, you know, I could I could see maybe a, a crossover with Blade, um, or maybe Morbius. Yeah, what do you think? I Mor mean, Morbius makes sense, but don't Mor know. Well, Morbius. The reason why Morbius is what it is is because it's from the Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Verse, and so, um, yeah, it's the only one I could think of, um. Right, or like you said, uh, Blade yeah. uh, deals with vampires. So yeah, well, according to uh, to Wikipedia, because I know how uh, reliable they are, at some point, <laughs> at some point, Moon Knight has been a member of the Avengers, the Secret Avengers, West Coast Avengers, the Defenders, the Midnight Suns, Marvel Knights, Heroes for Hire, United States Marine Corps, and Force Reconnaissance. So, wow, there you go. But. Those, uh, the reliability of that would be, you know, most of that information is based on, uh, uh, you know, people such as you and I who are, but are more avid Moon Knight people, I would have to say, you know, probably, yep, you know, most likely. So, hey, it could be true that I have to say that Moon Knight is a character that I never really followed. So, me neither, yeah, so. 
it might be something interesting to look into. Uh, maybe next time I go to uh, our uh, secondhand bookstore that we go to, I might see if they have a uh, Moon Knight graphic novel to read, and maybe I can get a little bit better perspective of it. Mm-hmm. So uh, still not that crazy, but you are going to continue to watch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, have to right we have to we have to see this thing through you don't always have to see things through but this one we will <laughs> yes well i will definitely get morbius on dvd i i, I just don't think it was anything it's kind of like uh venom you know it's, well, yeah, it's exactly like venom it's something that i'd like to watch but yeah not anything that I think I should go to the theater to watch. Right. Now, while we're on that particular thought, okay. um, I just would like to know from you, mm-hmm. uh, since you posted it, uh, is Sonic 2 worth going to the theater for? Uh, if you have uh, kids or grandkids, that are really into Sonic, absolutely. Um, you know, if you're just gonna go by yourself and you're not like a Sonic super fan, you probably could wait to DVD. But that—that's just my uh, hot take on it. Right. In other words, I'm, that's all I was asking for a hot take. Yeah. If you didn't have your children, you wouldn't have gone to go see it. No, no. But I'm glad I did take them because they had a really good time. And, um, you know, a lot of the other little kids in the theater were also just about as well-behaved as mine, so it, was, it wasn't really a big deal. <laughs> but it was good, you know? They, 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 they really liked it. There was, there was a post-credits uh, thing at the end that really got them all jacked up and, and hyped up, so. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so good. It, it's, yeah. It, it's fun to watch with, with, uh, with little kids that are into Sonic, definitely. Okay, well, good. I'm glad. So, uh you enjoyed it then and they really enjoyed it well that's the most important thing yeah yeah i wasn't sure um if we were going to do that so i thought you know what i'll just wait and i'll ask grant on the show so so if you were going to go like there 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 literally was a lot of kids clapping at the end of the movie so that kind of really yeah they, they really liked it so Oh, that's awesome. So if you know that there's going to be a lot of kids in the theater, it might be good just to enjoy with a bunch of kids. But Yeah. Well, you know, uh, when before you were born and your mom and I wanted to go see the Muppet movie. Yeah. Uh, we took Christine, we took to her mm-hmm. to the movies because we didn't want to go just adults. So yeah. We took, we took Christine. So. There you go. Yeah. So if you could find a you know niece or nephew or grandkid or whatever to take to the theater, it, you will not be disappointed. I don't think. <laughs> okay. So good. All right. Well, we got that out of the way. Most likely, since we live so far away, we probably will wait till it comes out on DVD. Okay. But um, also, just as a public reminder. Uh, when this episode comes out, uh, it will be uh, the day that Spider-Man No Way Home comes out on DVD. Okay. So, All right. Or Blu-ray, if you so desire. But yeah. I am 
really, really excited about seeing that again. Yeah, yeah definitely. You know, and I can't wait to own it. And uh, when we get done with this, maybe we'll start uh, with MCU Phase Four and get into some depth about the different uh, shows. What do you think? Yeah, sounds good. All right, great. All right. Anything else you want to say? Nope. Let's uh, let's close it up there. So thank you all for tuning in. Uh, tune in next week where we're going to be talking about uh, the third episode of Moon Knight, which is the episode titled TBA. No, I'm just, they don't have they don't have it released it yet. But uh, we will be here for episode three, whatever that ends up being. So anyway, thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. And God bless. Goodbye, God bless, and tell your friends. <laughs>